Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm having a blast today. I'm so excited. I'm bringing you our featured guest, David Weigand. David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ken. Glad to be here. It's great to have you here. And let me just fill in everybody listening. If they're not familiar with your work, David, let's give them the background. So David Weigand is a social strategist, dating and relationship coach, and life changer. 1.7 million men and women come to David every month to find the secrets to success. And after 20 years of coaching, he's discovered the golden keys to success in dating, business, health and wellness, and life. He's helped millions of men and women around the globe achieve success in their dating, social, and personal lives. Plus, he's also a father to the world's cutest little girl and an unapologetic man. Some say he's nuts. Others say he's changed their life forever. One thing's for certain, he will always give you the truth, whether you can handle it or not. He never sugarcoats anything and believes nice is so overrated. He prefers to be brutally honest that a brutally honest breakthrough to a nice rut any day of the week. Do us a favor, David. Give us a little insight into how you actually got started doing the work that you're doing today. Oh my God, great story, Ken. I mean, like ridiculously weird story. And it's something that I'm pretty proud of because way back yonder in the year 1999, you know, when everybody was so infatuated with the world coming to an end, I'm going to move to Arizona mountains. I'm going to buy gold. <laughs> and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wait for the world to come to an end. We'll never be able to get our money. I was not caring like normal because I kind of lived this thing called day to day, minute by minute. There is no future. It doesn't exist in the past. Well, that's just a story. We either going to keep creating in our brain or we're just going to learn from. So I was dating out of Whole Foods, literally. You know, that was like my favorite place in the world to go meet women when other guys were out there spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars to be rejected on a Friday night in some bar in Hollywood. I was going to scoop up some salad, pay $7, sit outside with somebody and hang out with her all night long. And men and women found this fascinating. They just couldn't believe that somebody could just go up and just have these casual, authentic, amazing adventures, you know, because I've never used lines. I just talk to people like they're th something called a human being. I don't come across as an alien like most men do when they try to talk to the opposite sex or most women when they try to communicate. And I had a bunch of guys that looked at me one day and they wanted me to take them into Whole Foods and show them the magic, <laughs> literally how it started. And I looked at them and I said, I've shown you the magic. Every woman sitting at this table at this coffee shop is a woman that I spoke to. We're all friends now because I communicated with them. And they look at me and they go, but you must do something different than saying, hey, what's up in Whole Foods? And I'm thinking like, yeah, I say, hey, what's up? Are you really going to eat those sugar? That's sugar cereal? You haven't outgrown that yet? Yeah, I do. I add another sentence in there. 
they looked at me and they said, we need to see this. <laughs> this is life changing. And literally that's how this whole thing started. There was no dating coach. There was no relationship coaching industry. I started this industry. I started all the coaching. I mean, I was the guy that you know, got flown in all over the world to help men become better at meeting women and understanding themselves. And women would sit down with me to help unlock the mysteries of a man because we're so mysterious. No, you just don't listen and you formulate a story about us. So, hey, you know, that's okay. Women love that future. They live in the future. They're like weather casters. So this is how it all started. I mean, just very organically, never really gave it a second thought. And it's kind of like how I live my life. Everything happens very organically in the moment. Nice, nice. I love it. So, so basically, your claim to fame is that second line, the follow-up to, hi there. Your yeah. follow-up is what made your entire career. Basically, it was a follow-up because I did something that most people don't understand. We are given a mouth, great. We're given hair, great. And we're given ears. What do we do with these ears besides use a Q-tip? Oh, wait a second. We listen, and then we listen to what's said next. And that was really how I started this because I found men to be very robotic. And you know, I mean, men still are robotic. They, there's not a day that doesn't pass that a man will not email me and ask the same stupid question. What do I say next after I open her up? I have no idea, I'm not there. It's called listening. You know, and then everyday women ask me the same dumb question. I was dating this man and then he vanished. What? He, what do you think it might be? It's called the speculation game. They love speculating. God, women should have been day traders. They really, with all those speculation skills, they'd be fantastic. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Well, let me ask you then, because obviously, like you said so well, I mean, I can't tell you what to say next. I'm not there. If you had to give, like, well, let me just ask, what do you use for yourself as far as, like, a, a way to stay on track when we're thinking about, you know, being in partnership? Maybe you've got a guiding principle. Maybe there's this little mantra you have. What is it that helps you say, oh, maybe I'm getting off the page here, and this is going to bring me back to being in partnership with whoever I'm interacting with? You, you know, it's funny, Ken. The most amount of money I've ever made in my life, and I've done really well, has been with people who I just met and listen to and realize that I was energetically and energetically aligned with them on so many different levels. So I use this mantra every single day and it's a mantra that I think people need to understand. And that's why I kind of call myself a social strategist now because if we use this mantra and we really connect like this, we're going to find the strategic partnerships that we need every single day, whether it's romance, friendship, business, pleasure, you know, whatever it might be. I believe in three principles. The first principle is every single day I wake up in the morning and I say to myself, wow, another day to live this amazing gift called life. I wonder what's gonna happen today. I'm like a kid. I wonder who I'm gonna meet. I wonder what I'm gonna unwrap. I wonder what conversation I'm gonna have that's gonna lead somewhere. So I get really excited by it. It's literally like a mental erection that starts the day off. I mean, I'm just <laughs> super excited. The second thing is being present, which means putting down my phone at all times. Sure, when I'm home and I'm dialing in and I'm multitasking because I've got severe ADD, so I'm able to multitask like a genius and create like a madman, 
but I'm also very present to every conversation that comes my way. So when I'm out and about, I don't look at my phone, I look at opportunities that are presented to myself, whether it's connecting with a woman, whether it's shooting the shit with some guy in line, whether it's talking to a little kid that leads to a connection with their parents, that leads to a business deal down in the future. And the third thing I do is that whenever anything doesn't go my way, I don't overanalyze it. I just allow myself to live by something called shit happens in the moment. So all it was was a shitty moment. And that's it. That's it? That's that's it. all? That's it. <laughs> no, I, I that's that's so cool. And I, I want you to expand on something for me, if you would. Sure. So when you talked about your last piece of that puzzle, right? You live in the moment. Shit happens in the moment. How do you, because I know a lot of people listening are going, I, I could never do that. I just have to keep analyzing. It just goes on in my head. I can't let go of it. How do you let go of things like that? All right. First off, okay, there, there's that center of your brain. I forgot the technological term. That's, I call it the looper, right? Now, do I loop? Am I a human being? Absolutely. Are there things that really piss me off? Absolutely. Usually it's something to do with people not being in integrity or lying or whatever it might be. You know, are there issues that come up in my life that will loop? Yes. But this is what I do that's different. I know that a loop is not a permanent thing. I fully understand that if we have a moment that just drives us into what I call looping story mode, you know, where we think to ourselves, oh my God, my ex is such a bitch. Holy shit. I can't believe she did this again. Trigger, 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 right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the first thing I do when I am being triggered like that is I ask myself, I am being triggered right now. We're adults, we know when we're being triggered. So I'll literally look at myself and say, how am I being triggered right now? How am I being triggered? What is triggering me? What did this person do? What did this person say that's taking me into this ridiculous loop that can last for days, right? So I take a deep breath. I don't react to the person because if I react to the person, I'm giving my power away. I'm stepping out of power, giving the power to the person that probably knows that they got me into a loop because there are people that do that. Narcissists do that. People who don't take responsibility for their life do that. So then I don't respond to them. I think to myself, all right, why am I looping right now? And what can I do and how can I respond to them? So I respond to somebody that's caused the loop with a one word statement and that's about it. And, you know, and there's a million examples we can give, but I literally do a one word statement. And then I go back and I say to myself, what is the solution right now? Is there a solution right now that I can do? If the answer is no, then I just do a little breathing exercise. I literally close my eyes and I breathe very deeply, 10 breaths in, 10 breaths out. And I allow myself to have something called blind faith. Now, if I know, which I always do, I live a very authentic, honest life. I don't lie because lies need to be remembered. So if something is triggering you or someone's trying to play a game with you, whether it's emotional or business, if you've dotted your I's and crossed your T's and you've been the most authentic, vulnerable, amazing person you can, then the truth's just gonna come out. The person's just trying to get you and bring you down to what I call loser level, loser mentality. So then I go through that whole process and talk about that whole process with myself and I take a few deep breaths again and I realize the truth will come out and I have blind faith to it and I go on and do something that I really love because the things we can't control, we can't control. 
We can only control our own universe. So I do something that I can control that brings me joy, which literally starts suppressing the thing that's driving me nuts when, you know, and it takes me back to the reality of joy that I've been living. Yeah, that's that's so cool. You actually just reminded me I was uh, a few years ago, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, Chelsea, and and she's just, oh my gosh, the world's this, it's terrible, and this guy's that, and she was having all her sad sack days. And all of a sudden she stopped, and she went, wait a minute, I'll bet if I just went and did something I really enjoyed, everything would be okay. And a call was done. Like, she realized, she's like, I, I, I don't need to go into this story, just go do something I enjoy. And it was so great when she says this, right? Because I'm like, yeah, and you don't need somebody else to tell you how to do that. You know what you enjoy. Go do it. Go be yourself. And to this day, we'll joke about that. I'm like, are you doing something you need, you enjoy? And she's like, yep. And when she isn't, she just laughs about it and goes, oh, yeah. And that was like an epiphany turning point for her. Because so many of us, we do. We get in the loop and we live there. Well, that loop, Ken, is so dangerous. I, I call that loop cancer. Because that's what it is. I mean, it's a physical manifestation of complete stress. I mean, I know I was on the loop on my elliptical machine at my gym in January. You know, it's something to do in, in my personal life. And I started looping. And the next thing you know, I had a Tony Soprano, you know, seeing ducks in the backyard panic attack, you know, where my heart was palpitating. My body went numb. I got chills. And I had to take off, and, and I literally went to my coach. Well, first, you know, first you panic and think you're having a heart attack, and then you realize you're not. And then secondly, I went to my coach, and I just said to him, I said, I've had the first panic attack of my life. And he, we went through, and we broke it down, and we realized, you know, everything I was panicking about were things I could not control. Mm -hmm. And then he looked at me and gave me this valuable lesson I just shared with all of you. It's like, we only control what we can control. So have blind faith. The truth will set you free. So once again, living an authentic, beautiful life will allow you to be set free because other people are going to want to bring you down. There's going to be things that will bring you down. You may share a child or two with somebody and they know your ex-wife or ex-husband knows how to literally trigger you. The question is, are you going to allow it? Or are you going to do something that actually makes you feel great because we can't control things and also your children. You know, children get manipulated by parents nonstop. Well, what's going to happen? The, the parent who's doing the manipulating, the parent who's not doing the manipulating, literally what happens next is that that kid grows up and they look at the parent who did not do the manipulating, and that's the one they have a much longer relationship with and love far more than the manipulator. Manipulators love to bring people down, and that's usually what happens when we go into a loop is that someone's trying to manipulate us and bring us them down to, to their level. Yeah, no, that, that's so true, so incredibly true. Well, I wanna, I wanna leverage what we're talking about here because one of the things that our listeners love about the show is the, the, the personal stories that our guests share. And, and I wanna ask you if you would share a time when you kind of tripped up on a partnership and just give us an idea of you know what were you doing, what'd you trip on, and then what were you able to learn from that experience that has helped you move forward? Oh, I've got a great story about a partnership. I was an investor in a business in Denver, actually. Mm -hmm. um, well, actually, not even Denver. It was actually in Boulder. They were in Boulder before they moved to Denver, and they needed money. And it was a, a good, you know, it was a friend of mine. You know, we kind of 
we didn't really connect as much as we used to in the past, but you know, I just knew he made money. I didn't even think about giving him money. I didn't even think about looking at his financials. I didn't think about anything because I just, I kind of go on blind faith. Now, once again, you know, for those of you that are OCD and anal, you know that blind faith sometimes bites you in the ass, but then again, OCD anal bites you in the ass. It's instinctual and I go on instincts and sometimes our instincts are wrong, you know? And I gave him a substantial amount of money, which in turn he lost right, right before, before he was gonna pay me back. back. You know, one of those things, right? right. Where literally he was gonna get new funding and I was gonna get out all my money. And then all of a sudden something went down and the district attorney found out. And the next thing you know, he was in some legal jams. And at that moment, I had to make a decision. And, and we're best friends right now. And I had to make a decision, either support this man back to his authentic self, because he definitely went down a bad road due to a marriage, due to uh, the economy, never recovering. I mean, you know, there's a million excuses we can make, right? But he told me he lost all my money in a phone call. And I told him I need to think about this. So I'll call him back in the morning. So I called him back the very next day and I looked at him, I said, there's two options like I have. One, I can just write the money off, which is something that most people would do. And then I can tell you to go fuck yourself and literally go to hell and abandon you right now in your time of need. And I kind of looked at that and thought to myself, do I see the man behind all the mess? And the answer was yes. Do I see a great father who needs guidance and help? Do I see a friend who most people would kick to the curb right now? I decided not to kick him to the curb. I said to him, I said, you know what I'm gonna do, my friend? I said, I am going to help you but you are going to pay me back every dime you lost. And since that day, we've been best friends again. And I helped him. And I helped him through legal stuff. And I helped him through other things. And you know what? He's paid me back almost half of it. But the party hasn't paid me back was well worth it because the friendship that has blossomed from it is far worth more than any of the money that I lost because the universe was really giving me back an emotional best friend partnership that I thoroughly craved. And he's a man of high integrity and he's thoroughly paying back and we appreciate us more than anything. So most people will walk from a partnership instead of looking at the bigger picture, the greater lesson, or maybe looking out and seeing a human being cry for help. I saw his cry for help and I did not abandon him. And people even came to me and go, how can you stick by him? He lost all this money. And I'm like, it's really easy. I made a choice. I made a choice to lend him the money. I made a choice to invest. My choice was wrong and I'm making a choice to support him because I see the man that he truly is. And he's turned his whole life around. He's got a beautiful relationship. His daughters respect him. He's become a very ethical businessman right now, slowly making money again, really living in his authentic truth. And it's been an amazing part to be part of that partnership, best friend partnership and journey with him. So that's my story. Yeah, that's such a great example, David, of what I call true partnership, because your instincts were, you know, kicking to the curb. That's instinctive. But when you're in your instincts, it has nothing to do with partnership because instincts are all about self-preservation. Instead, you went, what's the bigger story here? Like, what's possible? Who is this person? 
and you looked at the partnership that you had, both personally and professionally, and said, I'm not abandoning this partnership. I'm still in partnership. And yeah, might it be kind of ugly and difficult and nobody will understand it from the outside? It doesn't matter because I understand what's possible, what, what can be created when we stay in partnership and we do the more difficult thing that's required to make sure that both of us are, are getting the best chance to be our best selves. And ultimately, what you described so wonderfully is, you know, now you have this incredible friendship that you would have totally left out on the curb because you just walked away from instinct, but instead you stayed in partnership. Well, not only that, I learned so many more lessons. I yeah. mean, I stayed in partnership and, you know, we literally, you know, did some real estate deals together and I learned about that. He's really been a driving force to help me understand, you know, the way my ex will trigger me. He's shown me how to stay away from the triggers, which to me is worth a lot. He's shown me a lot of things. I mean, we talk three, four times a day, every single day, you know, and to me, to a lifelong friend has no monetary value because it's worth infinite amount of money because the amount of money you make with lifelong friendships and people who see your authenticity far outweighs the money you might have lost in an investment with them because it's the universal law of 10. So if I lose X amount of dollars, does he help me, guide me, and protect me to make all that money back? So I probably made the money back so much more and then some with the friendship that we have. So it's just, you gotta look outside yourself. You gotta drop the ego and you gotta look at the lesson that presents itself in everything. And I always tell people all the time, Ken, when whenever you're pointing your finger at somebody, look at the three fingers that are pointing back at you and take responsibility because you're three times more responsible than the one finger that's being pointed at that person. And everything in life you're responsible for, every decision, every moment, you know, every screw up, every time you get ripped off in a business or a partner or an employee does this, it's you, my friend, it's always you. Take responsibility and it's a far greater lesson and you grow so much more spiritually, emotionally and mentally. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, <laughs> Here's here's something I, I, I it just coming to me because we talked about it quite a bit, which is authenticity and being your authentic self. And I know this sounds like an odd question, but I want to pose it towards you because I've had it asked of me, which is people say, well, how do I know if I'm being authentic? Ooh, how does someone know if they're being authentic? Mm -hmm. Well, authenticity is not a word. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's actually being in your true vulnerable self. How do you know if you're being authentic? Um, it's really easy. You, you take authenticity inventory at the end of the day. And one of the greatest things to do is look down at the events of the day and ask yourself, did you agree to anything that was against your principles just because there was an opportunity that was there? It could be a business opportunity. For instance, okay, you know you can make you know a couple hundred thousand dollars extra in your business because you met somebody who's really good at advertising. But the way they advertise is through porn channels, you know, and through bait and switch methods. And it's just not who you are. And you have to dumb down your offer to make it work, but you smell the money. You're not in authenticity. You don't believe that there's an abundance of money based on the things that you do. If you're in a relationship, I can use this as an example for a man. A man meets a woman, she's beautiful, he's intoxicated by a new woman's smell. 
And she's like, you know, I really want to have kids in the future. And you never wanted to have kids, but all of a sudden you say to yourself, oh, I'd be, yeah, you know, that could be a possibility because you're so caught up in the moment. You have to ask yourself for all the things that you do over the course of the day, does it fully align or were you caught in a moment? And that's how you really become more and more authentic. It's not just all of a sudden you make a decision and say to yourself, Oops, snap my fingers, man. I'm authentic now, right? The universe will give you opportunities to test your authenticity. So at the end of the day, ask yourself, the things that you agreed upon, do they truly align with who you are? The answer is going to be 8 out of 10 probably did. 2 out of 10 didn't because you got caught in a moment. You really wanted to be with that person, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever it is. But they didn't align with you on a business or emotional standpoint. So then you just kind of got to go back and have the conversations and say, listen, I was caught in the moment yesterday. I think you're fantastic and amazing, but you know, your belief system about X, Y, and Z doesn't, doesn't resonate with my belief system. So, um, yeah, you know, let's see how we can move forward. And if we can, I totally understand. So it's just, it's taking authenticity inventory. Yeah. And I really like the last thing you added there about, you know, if you realize at the end of the day when you do your inventory, hey, that was out of alignment, you can go back and revisit it and go, I was caught in a moment. That that wasn't actually my truth. And I need to talk to that so I can be authentic again. And you can rewind it and you can actually move forward from there. So it doesn't mean like, oh, I wasn't in the moment and now I'm screwed and I'm stuck with this inauthentic you know, path I'm going down. Anytime you're aware of that, you can go back and make the adjustment accordingly as long as you're still coming from authenticity so that was that was killer thank you thank you for sharing that i'm glad i asked um no, sometimes i ask the right question, question. <laughs> I mean, great uh, question so i want to i mean clearly there's a ton that we've been talking about but i want to uh, ask you about a couple of possible resources for people that they can you know jump on right away and the first thing i wondered is is there like a What's like the best gold nugget of advice you ever received around partnership or relationships? Oh, my God. You know, let's go relationship first. And it's something that, you know, my mother, crazy as a bat, um, you know, manic depressed, you know, lots of things. But I got to tell you, if you've been around manic depressed people, man, when they're happy, woo, boy, mm -hmm. are they and they are really in tune to a lot of things. And I remember when Chris broke my heart at 19 for the third time, I was boo-hooing in my room. I needed to go back to college because I literally went to college for a few days, saw Chris, drove all the way home from D.C. to New York and got broken up with. And she looked at me and she gave me the best advice ever. She looked at me and she says, David, I know how much you love her and I know how much this hurts right now, but there's going to be somebody out there that's going to love you more. And you know what? I have never had an issue breaking off a personal love relationship or a friendship, ever. You know, it's once I know that it can't go anymore, once I know that we've exhausted every conversation and every possibility, I am so good at walking away because I know there is somebody else out there that's gonna love me more and it's worked my entire life. And when it comes down to partnerships, it's the same thing. For every opportunity it does not pan out, I do not think about why it did not pan out, what, you know, why the partnership did not work. I just say to myself, there's gonna be somebody else out there who really wants to work with me, who's aligned with who I am as a man, 
aligned with the way that I think, aligned with the way that I thought, and I will uncover that new partnership immediately. I don't think about what went wrong, I think about what I learned, so then I can figure out what can go right in the future by remaining present. So once again, gifts keep coming my direction every single day. When I'm fully aligned like this, it's not saying I don't have bad, you know, bad moments or go into a loop, but when I'm fully aligned like this, the magic of life is unreal. The women come pouring in, the partnerships come pouring in, the opportunities come pouring in. It's just a matter of managing all the partnerships that come in because there's a lot that come in on a yearly basis for me and I need to just you know get aligned and choose the right one. And sometimes you choose the wrong one and you know another right one's around the corner. So once again, it's, it's embracing the gifts and knowing that there's more gifts coming your way. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. And you know, it's funny because I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine one day and we were talking about, you know, relationships and the fact that he had just recently ended one with the girl and so did I. And he goes, you know, but the thing is every every person I get in a relationship with is a step up from the last one. Nothing against the last one. It's just like it's getting better all the time. Just like you're saying, there's a greater gift down the road. So if I just keep my focus on that and, you know, then I don't have to get all despondent about, oh, no, this ended and, and she was wonderful. She might have been wonderful, but there's something greater down the road. And when we keep that focus, it totally changes that interaction. There's always someone greater down the road. You know, people overanalyze all the time about what went wrong or how to fix things or how to get somebody back. And it's just. Why do you want somebody back that doesn't love and honor and respect you the way you need to be loved, honored, and respect? It means you don't love and honor and respect yourself. There's always somebody. I mean, it's it's just an amazing thing. You know, it's just when you're aligned that way, that means you're aligned with the energy of life. You're literally going from moment to moment. And you're really embracing each moment. I listen so carefully to what people say because, as you know, Ken, you know, the minute, you know, you're with a woman, and the minute you start having sex and you give her a very present sexual encounter and you know you bring her places she's never been before, women go so far into the future, oh my God, you're almost at the old age home with them and you're only in your 40s, you know? And it's like, you're like, oh my, holy shit, how did we get to retirement already? You know, oh, that's right, I gave you a great orgasm. I forgot. Yeah, no, and and, I want to clarify a point that we've been talking about because I, I, I really don't need to get a bunch of you know comments about, oh, yeah, guys are always looking for the next thing. We're not talking about that when you're in the relationship, you're looking for something better. We're talking about the relationship lives its life. It isn't yep. in alignment anymore. It's run its course. You've tried everything to make it work and it's not there. Instead of getting stuck in that past relationship and not being able to move forward, one of the best ways to release it is to recognize hey, the next thing is going to be an even greater gift. Well, it's not only need a greater gift, it's because you've evolved and done the work. And that's something that, I, you know, with women, women that are listening, I tell you the same thing. Women, you're beautiful sexual beings. You know, when you hit 35 years old, when a man unlocks your, your goddess, incredible essence, you know, you have feelings of love, but you can't help it. It's the oxytocin that's released. But what you need to do in order to keep that amazing man, that unlock that in you, is to stay very present because men freak out when a woman throws them into the minivan three years down the road and you know, you're in the present moment. All of a sudden you're telling them about the minivan and the two kids you're having 
It's like women get kind of crazy into their stories that way. So I always tell women all the time, if you want to keep the man, lose the stories and stay present. Yeah, no, that's 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 a great piece of advice, which is is awesome. Well, David, I I, I mean, it's pretty clear that we barely scratched the surface and where we could go today. Can you let our listeners know how do they contact you? How do they learn more about what you do and, and keep tapping into this incredible resource that you have? Real easy. I mean, there's a couple of different ways. One, they can dial up my podcast, which is called the 10 Minute Daily Reality Check. You can get it on iTunes and all those other wonderful podcast places. It's it's literally 10 minutes, seven days a week. It talks about all the current issues to stay present, amazing, alert, successful. Um, you know, I talk about things that will literally change your life, and it's just a 10 minute pick me up every single day. You can find the podcast on iTunes, or you can go to my site, davidwygant.com, spelled W-Y-G-A-N-T. Lots of great freebies on there as well, from the podcast to videos to free books and, you know, great stuff on how to have a wonderful loving relationship and be successful in all aspects of your life. And go find it on your own. Do some exploring, and you can contact me from my website. I answer my own emails because I like to micromanage things. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. And anybody listening that's like, I didn't get all that, don't worry. We're gonna have links on the website, so it'll be really easy. Just go to speakingofpartnership.com, type in David Wygant, and you'll go straight to his page and it'll have all the links there. Super easy for you to connect with David whenever you're ready. So David, this has been fantastic. It's been so much fun talking with you. What you've shared, I know, has got people's heads spinning, and it's awesome because that's what gets things happening. So thank you so much for being on the show today. No, my pleasure, Ken. Have an amazing, amazing day. You too, my friend. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.